Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. We're going to talk about uh, fasting, and of course, we're coupling fasting with prayer. Those two things go together, but I'm going to zero in on uh, the fasting scripture in Isaiah 58. And you can go ahead and turn there if you want. But I love this prayer quote. C.H. Uh, Spurgeon, which he was a man of God many years ago, he said, true prayer is measured by weight, not by length. A single groan before God may have more fullness of prayer in it than a fine oration of great length. And I really believe that. The sincerity of their heart, crying out to God, going before God. And you know, sometimes we have to go to God and say, Lord, I'm so caught up and I, I am so um, just the cares of life. I, I'm just absorbed by that. And so I ask you to pull me in. Pull me into this sweet place of prayer. Pull me in to this time of fasting where I can seek you. You believe that he can do that? So we couple fasting with prayer and uh, fasting and prayer in faith. It doesn't do any good to do without food or to you know just send up words that have no faith in them. God moves because people function and operate in faith. It's impossible, the Bible says, listen, it's impossible to please God without faith. You must have faith in your life. And faith is where you put everything to the side and put it down and you zero in on what God has promised and what he said in his word and you believe that instead of your circumstances, instead of what society says, instead of what the government says, instead of what unbelieving people say to you, you focus in and you have faith in your heart. And if you have faith in your heart, where is it going to come out? How is it going to be manifested? Through your mouth. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you will be saved. Now that's salvation, but you'll be saved in many situations, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So, Isaiah 58, uh, and when you start um, the beginning of this chapter, it's talking about a fast that really doesn't please the Lord. It's doing without food, it's penance, <clears throat> trying to get something through your works. When you fast, you are being obedient to the Lord. And when you fast, it shuts down all these voices in your life that are just yelling out, trying to get your attention, trying to distract you. You're not preparing food. You're not doing all that, caught up in that activity. And we have to do that, of course. But when you fast, you don't do those things. You pull aside with God and you seek Him. I don't know about you, but fasting uh, can be difficult sometimes. 
You know, I, I, I like the results of the fast. It's not the easiest thing to go through them. So if you're just looking, well, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like to fast because I don't like how I feel. Well, you need to put those feelings to the side. Now, if you have a health challenge, you have to determine what you can and cannot do. I can't tell you that. I, I always tell women that are expecting, I wouldn't fast. I, I didn't fast when I was carrying my children. I just wouldn't do it because it's not me, it's that baby. You know, so, you know, they're, they're extenuating circumstances and I understand that. But for the most part, we can fast. And that means laying down the fork and spoon, laying it down and not picking it up for a period of time. Amen? All right, so it's the first part of this chapter. It's talking about a fast that doesn't please the Lord. And people who fast in that way to do the things that I just mentioned a few minutes ago, that's not pleasing to the Lord. But he says there is a fast that pleases God. And what is it? Uh, it let's look, first of all, um, I'm not going to read three through five. I'm just going to start because that's the fast that he doesn't choose. Well, I will read this. Is this the fast that I've chosen today, verse number five, for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes? In other words, it's all outward demonstration. No, that doesn't please the Lord. But he does say in verse number six, is not this the fast that I have chosen? He's asking a question. In other words, he's saying, look at this because this will tell you what I'm looking for in the fast and what can happen when you fast, okay? To loose the bands of wickedness. Now, that's very interesting to me because the bands of wickedness are talking about fetters that bind you. And you know what wickedness is. Wickedness, it's evil and wrongdoing, immorality, and all those things. That's wickedness, okay? And he says, when you fast, the, the fetters or the bands are going to be loosed. I'm telling you, we need to be loosed in our time from the fetters that bind people. We need to help people get free. I've never seen a time like it in my life. Addictions, uh, I mean, people that just seemingly can't get free. And sometimes, just like Jesus said, this kind goes not out but by prayer and fasting. So sometimes you need to couple prayer and fasting together. And when you lay down, again, your fork and spoon, pick up your Bible and pray the Word of God over people, over yourself, over your family, over your church, over your nation, it's very, very important. Amen? So, and then he says that he will undo heavy burdens. People are burdened. You may have burdens and what does a burden do? It weights you down. You, you, you see these um, 
mules and, you know, how they load them down. And I always feel so sorry for those things. I mean, they'll load them up until it looks like they're going to crash to the ground. Well, that's what the devil tries to do to our life. He tries to load our life up so that it's overpowering and it weights us down. But here you see that through fasting, that heavy burdens can be undone. If you have situations going on, those heavy burdens can be undone, untangled, and set you free. Amen? I know not too long ago, I joined uh, with somebody, a number of us did, and we declared the fast, a number of us, and we began to pray and fast. We got specific prayer focus, and we zeroed in on it. And I'm not kidding you, that day, now it doesn't happen that way all the time. I fasted and it didn't happen that day. But uh, many times what happens, you get in that closet and your prayer, uh, and your prayer time and your fasting, and after you come out, breakthroughs. But that day, two breakthroughs happened in that situation that we were praying about. And we knew, we knew that it was God undone. The heavy burdens were undone. And we're still standing. We still believe for it to be totally and fully. But you know, you start seeing those breakthroughs when you fast and pray. And then it says that he will loose the oppressed. Uh, that means he'll bring freedom. You know, and uh, people get discouraged and they get depressed and those kinds of things. And you can see the people loosed from that, whether it's you or someone else in a situation. See, I think, you know, we've included our nation and we need to see some things be undone, some things be loosed, amen? And we need to, to see yokes and chains broken and that's the next thing that fasting will do. It will break yokes. It will break chains that bind and restrict and stop. It's supernatural. We're not dealing with a natural thing. We're dealing with a supernatural when we talk about this tonight. Fasting gets you into another realm and another dimension. We don't need to live on this plane where we are now by what we see and what we feel and what everybody says. We need to get to a different place in the Spirit. And fasting and prayer uniting together like this will help us go in that direction. And then he goes on to say in this scripture in Isaiah 58, going on down into the verses there from verse number six on down. He says, light will break forth. Light will break forth. How many of you need some light to break forth? And I tell you what light will do. Light will dispel the darkness. Light will show you the direction to go. Light will make the path that you need to take straight and make it clear to you. And see, all these things is what fasting 
will bring into your life. And so as I think about, you know, me individually fasting, that's wonderful. But I want you to lay your hand on that scripture and let's say, Lord, we receive this. We receive it. Amen. We really do, don't we? You know, fasting, I started just looking in the Bible for how many times fasting is talked about. My goodness, it's talked about so many times. In the Old Testament, of course, but it's talked about in the New Testament too. too. You know, I read a scripture on Sunday from Joel 2, and um, there it said to call that solemn assembly, call the people together, blow the trumpet. In other words, when you blow the trumpet, you get the attention of everyone, and you call them together and to unite and pray and fast. And then I looked up some others in Matthew. I just told you that a moment ago. This kind goes not out, but by prayer and fasting. And it was talking about an evil spirit. 2 Corinthians 6, 5. Yeah, I believe there's evil spirits. And I believe they're walking on this earth today. And then uh, Paul went on fast. He talks about it, you know. Nehemiah talked about Israel assembling together and having a time of fasting. And you know, Nehemiah's when they're building the wall and doing all that. Sam Ballot, Tobiah, they're trying to stop the building of the wall. Jerusalem needed a wall for protection. Any nation knows that. Any nation does. That's got any sense. Daniel 10, if you read about his fast, uh, I'm not going to turn there, but you can write that down. I hope you'll read some fasting scriptures. But anyway, uh, Daniel went on a 21-day fast. It was a partial fast. It wasn't a full-blown uh, fast. But the partial fast where they would eat, it says no meat. But really, uh, that is talking about... Um, no pleasant bread, I think, uh, delicacies, that kind of thing, you know, where you just eat to survive. You're not eating so much to enjoy. I like to enjoy food, don't you? I do. Um, but during that fast time, that's not the point. And uh, no, no meat, no wine, and no pleasant bread is what it says. And um, that's really talking about desirability of food, you know. If you want a big steak, we'll have it after you fast. All right, then Esther, you remember she asked people to fast with her before she went in to the king, and that was a three-day fast. And then in the book of Acts, we see that the early church, there were fasting, prayer, fasting, fellowship, all those things that made the early church the powerful, supernatural church that it was. And, you know, they got together, the prophets got together, and uh, uh, leaders in the church, and they fasted. And what did the Bible say? And the, they worshiped God, and they fasted, and the Holy Ghost said. The Holy Spirit wants to say things. And during a fast, when we are spiritually attuned to the Holy Spirit and not crying out, you know, for all the pleasantries of food and preparation and all that thing, and we're zeroing in on God and His plan and His purpose. The Holy Spirit can begin 
to say. There have been times where I fasted and I have had really supernatural happenings. I remember this has been many years ago in the beginning of this church. And Eddie and I were on, I think it was a three-day fast. And, um, and so we broke the fast and we went to eat. And we came back and on our way back, in our car, the Holy Spirit, it was just like, whew, came into our car. And we knew that we needed to pray. And so I went to the bedroom to pray. Eddie went downstairs where his study was in that particular place that we were living. And we got before the Lord individually. And then we came back together. And I had such an experience. I can't, it's hard to describe it. But I was praying and God began to speak to me about his healing power. And he said, I'm going to use you and now, honestly, I looked down at my hands, and there was oil in both of the palms of my hands. You can't make that happen. You can't make that happen. I couldn't make it happen. And I got, it was like, oh my gosh, what's happening to me? I ran downstairs to where Eddie was, and I showed him my hands where the oil was. There, and, and there's been other circumstances where God really manifested himself. But does he do that every time? No, he doesn't. But there are times that he will. And so we need to yield ourselves, and we need to be open to the Holy Spirit during our times of fasting. Amen? So I just wanted to bring those things to you tonight to just really, I guess, encourage you, get you to look at healing scriptures, get us to get in agreement, uh, not healing scriptures, I'm sorry, fasting scriptures, and for us to get in unity and harmony. This is not a routine, and don't see it. Well, we've, we've done this for a number of years, yes, and we'll do it until God says don't do it. It's a time for our church. This is a private time. We don't put it out there on the sign. Now, people may do that, and I don't have a problem with that. But I'm just saying for us, we're not going out there, come and fast with me. Yeah, who wants to fast with you? The community? I don't think so. But we're, we're calling ourselves, we're pulling apart, not the outside, but the members of this church, the people that make up Redemption Church. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.